Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast. Um, today, sorry this is coming out on Monday, we had... Uh, I had my cousin from Georgia, because I'm back in Oklahoma now. Um, we all celebrated Thanksgiving. They left earlier this morning. So we're back on normal schedule besides this episode, because it's coming out Monday instead of the usual Sunday. We'll have Monday. We will have uh, Monday and Wednesday today, and then Sunday again. So you get three podcast episodes this week, so congratulations. Um, I'm thinking about going to... Uh, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. If you guys want me to do that, let me know. Um, you can call the three ball, you can call the three ball podcast number at 706-664-1512. That's the new podcast number if, uh, you guys want to call and, uh, give me some suggestions on what to talk about. Or if you just want to be on the podcast, that's the number to call people. I'll give you a certain time if you want to be on. I'll give you a certain time to call in. And there you go. So anyways, we're going to actually get to the important stuff. Georgia beat South Carolina, so congrats to them. JT Daniels, once again, played pretty good. But then again, he's playing freaking South Carolina. Um, my my granddad could light up South Carolina, if we're being honest. Um, also... Because we're going to stick with college football, then we'll move into NFL football. Then I'm going to talk about the uh, game. The NFL game is going on tonight. And so that's going to be the topics for today. This episode's probably not going to be as long as my other ones that I've been doing recently with uh, John. But just letting you know. So, South Carolina, or South Carolina lost to Georgia. Congrats to Georgia again. Um, Derek Mason got fired from Vanderbilt. And since we're on the topic of Vanderbilt... Congrats to Vanderbilt and Sarah Fuller for making history. Sarah Fuller is the first woman to play in a football game, or a Power 5 football game. Um, so congrats to her. She was only on the field once for a, like a 25-yard kick. But still, it's amazing that we that women have been able to cross boundaries like this consistently. So congrats to her. Um, NC State won again. NC State is on a roll. That's three in a row for the Wolfpack. Um, they played pretty good. Bailey played pretty good, um, even though he did turn the ball over a couple times. But a couple of them uh, hit the fumble into the end zone. You know, it happens sometimes. Derek Carty used to do, did it a lot back in the day. So, yeah. Uh, happy State won. Uh, Devin O'Leary could be back in, a, in two weeks, maybe. Who knows? Um, we're also going to move on to Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, his first game back. Um, they blew out Pitt. The Iron Bowl happened, too. Iron Bowl. Mac Jones just proved why he is should win the Heisman this year, in my opinion. Um, even though, you know, Alabama's pretty stacked, but Mac Jones proved why he is, should win the Heisman. Um, well, Kyle Trask proved to me why he shouldn't win the Heisman. They beat, they beat Kentucky, who Kentucky had 18, they had 11 plus players out, plus coaches out. And Florida only beat Kentucky 34-10. to 10. And Kentucky had the lead. Kentucky, 
had the lead and the momentum until Florida ran a punt play where they were receiving the punt and one guy faked like he was catching and then another guy actually caught it and they ran to the house. And that's what gave them the momentum to start going up big against Kentucky. You're telling me you only beat Kentucky by 24 with eight with 11 plus players out and Kyle Trez is supposed to be this amazing Heisman winner? No. Mac Jones, as much as I don't like Auburn and Auburn, I think, absolutely sucks. Alabama just blew out the number 22 ranked team in the nation, and Mac Jones threw, like, three-plus touchdowns. So, Mac Jones should win the Heisman. Um, Florida fans will probably be like, ooh, Kyle Trask did it. Shut up. Kyle Trask lost to Texas a Florida lost to Texas a so let's not do all that. Kyle Trask should win the Heisman. Great player. Should win the Heisman. And, well, actually, I don't even think he's the best quarterback in the SEC, but that's just my opinion. You can go off what you want. So, let's move on. Um, let's actually switch to um, NFL football now. Because, uh, as you know, we cover more NFL football here. And also, I also want to add um, that after I talk about NFL football and the month. We'll talk about NFL football, um, some NBA stuff, and then we'll go into the Monday night game that's tonight. That's what we're going to do. That's the schedule. <laughs> Sorry to change it up on you. and Pretty quick. But who cares? You do, obviously. I'm just going off the top of my head because I don't have a list of topics today like I usually do. So, I'm sorry. Um, NFL. Um, the Colts lost. Uh, Phillip played a pretty good game. Um, Jacoby Brissett got two touchdowns because he's the quarterback sneak guy for the Colts now. Because uh, Phillip's pretty old and they don't want him doing the quarterback sneaks. The Buccaneers lost again. They lost 27-24 to the Chiefs. And Tom Brady turned the ball over twice through two interceptions. Um, here's my thing. Here's, here's my thing about Tom Brady supporters. It, when he was in New England last year, it was, he doesn't have enough help. He can't do it all. He doesn't have enough help. But then this year when you get a team who gives him as much help as he can, i just like to mention this team has Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Shady McCoy, Gronk, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller. Like, why isn't this team winning games? Why why have they lost like five games this year? Please tell me why. Um, cause Tom Brady turns the ball over. Bruce Arians isn't a great coach. And so now this year I heard Skip Bayless talk about it a couple weeks ago. Just Tom Brady has too much help. So before it was, oh, he doesn't have enough help, and now it's he has too much help. So Brady supporters, I mean, make up your mind here. Brady doesn't have enough help. Does he have too much help? Why is it always excuses? Why is it always blaming the coach? And we'll get to blaming the coach when we talk about Carson Wentz and the Eagles later. Because so I have a whole thing on... Because I... Uh, we, I'll, I'll tell you guys later because it, I've had some experience with this. Um, so we will uh, focus on that later when we talk about Carson Wentz. But... The Saints won again. The Saints beat a team. Uh, this is how this is how messed up the NFL is. The NFL didn't re they didn't postpone the Broncos game, and the Broncos did not have a single quarterback playing because they all had to sit out because of COVID. So the Broncos didn't have a single quarterback playing. They had to pick. They had to play a wide receiver who had not been tackled in two months. He hasn't played a game this season, and hasn't thrown a football since his sophomore year of college. That's what the Bucs had to do. 
Um, it was one of the worst passing games I've ever seen. Um, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, the <laughs> fun fact for all you Tim Tebow fans out here, that's the first time the Broncos haven't completed a pass. Or no, that's the first time in NFL, second time in NFL history, besides like the 1930s where they didn't throw the football, that the in a, that a t- NFL team has not had a completed pass in the first half since, oh wait, Tim Tebow was the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And it's only happened twice to my knowledge, and they've both been the Denver Broncos. And one of them is Tim Tebow, who quote-unquote, for Skip Payless, was a good quarterback. Tim Tebow wasn't a great quarterback, so let's move on from that narrative. <laughs> um, also, the Patriots picked up a win against the Cardinals. Solid for them. Uh, Cam didn't even play well. Um... But this is the Patriots team that they are now. They're gonna fa- they're gonna find ways to win games. They're just gonna be scrappy. Nick Folk might be the best kicker in the NFL all of a sudden. Who he can make field goals now. Um, and don't blame Kyler. Um, Kyler did throw two picks or no, he threw one pick. I uh, got batted at the line of scrimmage, so I really don't count that as a pick. Um, and and people would criticize me or look. People will tell me later on today. That, well, it got batted down at the line, and you give Kyler Murray a pass, but you don't give Carson Wentz a pass. Because uh, Carson Wentz tries to extend way too many plays, and it ends up getting batted when he's rolling out and doing something stupid. So, that's why. Or, it'll bounce off somebody when he's doing something stupid. So, that's why I discredit the Carson Wentz thing. Or, that's why I don't criticize Kyler Murray on that, but that's why I do criticize freaking uh, Carson Wentz all the time. Because Kyler Murray's a way better quarterback than Carson Wentz. <laughs> um, Cam, he did throw two interceptions, but in reality, it was really only one. Um, he got, they called it interception. I would call it more of a fumble because he got hit and the ball just came out and the Cardinals player got it. So I'd really only say he threw one interception, uh, but they listed it as two. So Cam didn't really play great. He had a clutch run on third down, though. They put the Patriots uh, in field goal range, uh, they got that call, and Isaiah Simmons hit him late out of bounds. They gave him another 15 yards, and that set them up in field goal range. So Cam did that. That put him in field goal range. Congrats, Cam. Uh, so cool for Cam. I actually like Cam. Dude. He's pretty cool now. Um, I didn't like him when he was the Panthers just because uh, I'm a Saints fan. So really can't like Cam Newton when you're a Saints fan. Just like how I don't like Matt Ryan because I'm a Saints fan. Uh, same way I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a Saints fan. But Teddy... Speaking of Teddy, the Panthers lost. I do believe the last time I was watching the game, the Panthers were losing. Um, Teddy threw two interceptions when I stopped watching the game. So I would assume they lost, or if they didn't win, they barely won. Um, so, yeah. Congrats to... Not to Tampa. Uh, the Panthers. Um... So congrats to that. Now let's move on to the next topic that we have, which just popped up in my mind. It's not going to be NBA basketball. It's going to be the Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson fight that everybody was talking about. If you're above the age of 35, you were talking about it. Um, um, I'd love to see all the Mike fans now because before it was, oh, it's about the same way Brady and Carson Wentz fans are. Before the before the fight, it was, oh, Tyson's going to knock him out. He's going to knock Roy out. And I was saying, nah, Roy's, Roy's not going to get knocked out because Roy's actually going to 
do his thing. He's going to dance. He's going to not... <laughs> I mean, Roy has a glass jaw and doesn't protect his head, so I could understand why people think Mike was going to knock out Roy. But Roy's too smart. Um, Roy, Roy kind of did the Floyd thing. He punched, he ran, he hugged, didn't get knocked out. So then, when they had, they had judges scoring this unofficially, so it was, uh, before the fight, it was Roy's, or Roy's gonna get knocked out. Roy, Roy's dead. Roy's dead after this fight. He ain't getting back out. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And after the fight, the judges scored the fight, right? You know, the unofficial judges. It was a draw. And then the Tyson fans were like, well, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 Mike won the fight. Mike won the fight. The same way Skip Bayless says Manny Pacquiao won the Floyd Mayweather fight. Yeah, sure. Scored as a draw. It's a draw. Unofficial draw. So congratulations. Um, Just my point exactly. Roy really wasn't even trying. He was still doing his little thing. He didn't really even get in shape for this fight, to be honest. Roy had a little bit of a gut. And he still freaking had a draw against Mike Tyson, who <laughs> who people thought was going to knock out Roy in round one. Nah. Roy, if you don't, you, you people don't watch Roy Jones fights. Like, you guys only watch Tyson, you only watch Ali, you only watch Floyd. Why don't you take some time to watch a Roy Jones Jr. fight? Understand that this man is a boxing legend and knows what the heck he's doing. He probably knows more what he's doing than Mike does. Because Mike can't really talk and <laughs> only knows how to throw some punches. Really, don't, really doesn't know how to play defense a lot. So, let's just prove my point. I was, well, technically I wasn't right because I thought Roy was going to win the fight. But then they, <laughs> but every, but I also said that Roy wasn't getting knocked out by Mike Tyson in round one. So I was right on that. Which every Tyson fan in the world said that, oh, Tyson's going to win. Tyson's going to win. In fact, I might try to have a, because if, if you remember uh, part one with Senator Scott, Senator Scott said Mike Tyson's going to win. So I might get Senator Scott back on here to talk about some Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fights because uh, Roy Drew... <laughs> So, congrats to Roy. Uh, Nate Robinson also got knocked the F out. So, yeah. If you don't know by now, then now you know. And you should definitely look up Nate Robinson getting knocked out. So, yeah. And if you don't know, if you don't want to look it up, then all you need to know is that he looked like Apollo Creed when Apollo Creed got killed on the mat. That's what it looked like. So, there you go. <laughs> so, now I, now we can actually move on to the NBA. <laughs> Clippers signed Nicholas Patum. I uh, actually like Batum. He's pretty cool. Obviously, he's not what he once was when he was in uh, Portland. But I actually like Batum. He's pretty cool. I mean, he's not a great player, but eh, he's cool. I like him. He's a big... He's a good 3 and D guy. Shoots threes, plays defense. What, what else do you want in the NBA today? Um, the draft. Um, I really didn't do a draft breakdown, but I kind of did the first... I did the first five picks live on one of my podcasts. It was the NFL Quarterback Power Rankings podcast, so if you haven't listened to that, then you can get my opinion on the first five picks. Um, all I know is the Bulls took some dude who, his weaknesses that they showed on the screen was literally everything basketball related. The only strengths he had was literally his strength. Like, okay, whatever. Sure. Sure, Chicago. Um, Denny Aviha, my favorite player in the draft, went to uh, the Wizards. 
Now the Wizards may have a big three if uh, John Wall can stay healthy and Bradley Beal actually wants to stay. Um, obviously, I'm not talking big three once Denny steps on the court. I'm talking big three in a couple years when Denny actually has some has some playing time under his feet. Because obviously, not everybody's Luka Don Doncic, Luka Doncic, and can just go out and play amazing once they step on the court. So it's whatever. Um, but Denny also ha- Denny has a lot of comparisons to Luka and the fact that he's played pro ball for a while. So we'll see how it translates. Um, I th- I thought Denny was the best player in the draft. Um, besides, er, Denny is the player I would have taken in the draft. Not saying Denny is the best player in the draft. That's who I would have taken. Um, just because, uh, why I think Wiseman obviously has a lot of potential to be the best player in the draft, but there's really no room for big men who post up in the NBA anymore. So. Same way Julio Okafor was that same type of player. He liked to play big, post up. It really didn't translate for him. I don't know how well it's going to translate for Wiseman, considering he only played like four games in college. Lamelo Ball can't shoot efficiently, so that's why I don't like him. And he doesn't play defense, so what can you do on the court? So that's that. That was my thing against him. Anthony Edwards, pretty solid player. Couldn't get Georgia to the. Uh, NCAA tournament. If there was one, they would. Georgia wouldn't have been in it. So that's my little thing on him. So that's why I thought Denny was the best player in the draft. But that's just me. Um, now let's move on to uh, uh baseball season's over by the way too. So uh, if anything happens in baseball, I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, probably not. Also, before we move on to the last topic. Oh, Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles against uh, the Seahawks tonight. They're playing the Seahawks tonight. So congrats to the Seahawks and the Eagles for getting on Monday Night Football. Um, uh, we have a three ball. We have a three ball ba- uh, fantasy basketball league. And if you would like to join the three ball fantasy basketball league, please uh, text the number which I said earlier, but I will repeat it for you people who really didn't listen. 706-664-1512. Um, I should actually get somebody to, like, actually record the thing. And <laughs> because, I watch, you know, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with NFL football. But I was watching a little WCW episode uh, a couple nights ago. <laughs> it was like, uh, dial telecom, 1010-99321. It had a pretty funny voice to it. So I should get somebody to do that, too. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, but let's move on to... The Eagles and Carson Wentz. Because um, I know I do have a friend who is a big Eagles fan. He's a big Philadelphia fan in general. So this is more, more so for him, I would say, and people out there. Like Dan Orvalowski. Dan, uh, well, I'd like to point out, Dan Orvalowski, a former NFL quarterback, said this morning that a fumble wasn't a turnover. So, yeah, that's all you need to know about Dan. He said fumbles aren't turnovers. If they're recovered by the other team, it's not a turnover. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard somebody say on national television. He said fumbles weren't turnovers. Okay, Dan. Sure, whatever you say, buddy. Now, technically, he is right. Because it's only a fumble if it's recovered by the other team. But whatever, Dan. Whatever whatever you want to say. Okay, so this is more on Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. The Eagles in general. 
if I was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, if I was Doug Peterson, bench Carson, throw in Jalen. It can't get much worse, people. I mean, the the only thing that can happen is the, the same thing that happened in Buffalo that one year. You bench Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman throws four interceptions in a game. You put back in Tyrod. The Bills made the playoffs that year. And this division is considerably worse than that Bills division that year. So, <laughs> let's just get it out of there. They made it as a wild card. Now, the Giants are in the league with the division with like th- three or four wins. So, this this division's winnable, people. What's, what could go possibly even worse if you just throw Jalen Hurts in there for a game? What could go worse? What, what could go wrong? Can't be any worse than Carson Wentz. Now, that's what I would do if I was a coach. I'd start Jalen. Because Carson has a lot of issues. And I've talked about it before. He plays hero ball. His mechanics aren't... I haven't talked about this, but his mechanics aren't very great. If you actually want to watch a lot of his mechanics, uh, when he throws... I I do believe it's called pigeon footing. That's what I heard a coach call it one time. But he pigeon foots, where it's like you're throwing at a target and you're not you don't step and throw at the target. He his toes aren't pointed at the target. His toes are pointed somewhere else. And if your toes are pointed somewhere else, the ball's gonna when you throw a football, the ball's gonna slightly fade the way your toes are pointing. So Carson does that a lot. Carson does that a lot. And so here's my thing, because I've been in not a similar situation with Carson Wentz, but I've been in this situation where, because a lot of people want to blame Doug Peterson. Okay, I understand that, because I was once in a situation when I played football where I didn't like what the coach called, and I didn't play well. But you can't blame the coach. You can blame the play calling, yes. But I can't blame the coach that I... Because I also pigeon foot sometimes. I pigeon foot a lot when I was playing high school football. I pigeon foot a lot. That's why I threw interceptions. And I locked my front hip. And I, my arm accuracy and my arm strength was not very good in high school football. For, for a little bit. So, I can't blame... I can blame the coach for... Or I can say, oh, well, that wasn't a great play call. But I can't blame him for trying to force something in double coverage, and I also, like, I just don't understand it. Carson Wentz people, they will say, it's Doug Peterson's fault. Well, is it Doug Peterson's fault that Carson turned, was throwing a 10-yard out route, and threw it behind the 10-yard out route? That's not Doug Peterson's fault. That's Carson's fault. Just like it wasn't my JV offensive coordinator's fault that I threw into double coverage. Now, I may have not liked the play call, but it's not his fault I threw in double coverage. It's my fault. <laughs> it's not his, it's not my JVOC's fault that I pigeon foot and I threw a ball behind a wide receiver and it got intercepted. It's, it's not his fault I threw the interception. It could be, I can blame him for the play call, but it's not my fault. It's not his fault he threw the interception. If that makes sense, Hallelujah to you, because I'm currently not doing an amazing job at explaining this, but I think most of you guys get the point of what I'm saying. You can blame the play calling, but you can't blame the coach for the interceptions. You can't blame Doug Peterson for playing 
you can't blame Doug Peterson for Carson Wentz playing hero ball. You knew what Carson Wentz was when you drafted him. He's, a North, he's from North Dakota State. He wants to try to make plays. He wants to try to make something out of nothing, which usually doesn't translate in NFL football. And when it does, you get a certain scenario like Brett Favre. And Brett Favre was amazing. But... And I'm, actually, I'm going to talk about this because I, this, this has really been eating my mind. That we give Jay Cutler so much disrespect. Jay Cutler should be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And a lot of you will be like, what? No. Jay Cutler's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has more passing yards and passing touchdowns than Steve Young, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman. Multiple Hall of Famers. He has more passing yards and more passing touchdowns than multiple Hall of Famers. And you know what else Jay Cutler had? He retired early. He only played 11 years. He And he had more in the tank. We saw that when he went to Miami. He played very well in Miami for Jay Cutler standards. He played very well in Miami. Adam, you know who his coach was in Miami or who the OC was? Adam Gates. Adam Gates did a fantastic job of coaching Jay Cutler in Miami. That's why Jake that's why Adam Gase had a job. Because Adam Gase, if he has a certain coach if he has a certain quarterback, he can teach them pretty well. Jay Cutler. He knows he knows how Jay Cutler plays. He knows how Jay wants to play. And that's why he ultimately got hired in New York. Because Sam Darnold plays the exact same way. He just doesn't doesn't do it very well. So Jay Cutler so I'd like to mention that we we love Brett Favre. He threw tons of interceptions. He led the inter- he led the league in interceptions three years. Jay Cutler led the league in interceptions twice. Um, now Jay never led the NFL in touchdowns like Brett Favre, but that's because Jay Cutler wasn't throwing to anybody. You know the year they made the NFC Championship game. You know who's. Can you name the wide receivers that were playing for Jay Cutler? It's not Brandon Marshall, because Brandon Marshall wasn't there at that time. It's not Ted Yinn. Ted Yinn wasn't there. It's Johnny Knox. I I do believe that's his name, Johnny Knox. It's Devin Hester, who isn't a wide... Who can't play wide receiver that amazing. He's a return man and nothing else. Same way Desmond Howard was. Desmond Howard was a return man in the NFL. He was not a good wide receiver in the NFL. People need to get that through their head. <laughs> Devin Hester was not a good wide receiver. Or he was he was good enough to be an NFL wide receiver. I mean, he's obviously better than me. But he was not a great NFL wide receiver to any standards. He was a good return man. That's it. Same way Josh Cribbs was. Josh Cribbs was not a great NFL wide receiver. He's a good return man. Cordell Patterson, not a great NFL wide receiver. Good return man. You know... If Jay Cutler would have stayed on track and played 21 years or whatever like Brett Favre played, you know, he'd have very similar stats to Mr. Brett Favre and the fact that he's a gunslinger. He throws interceptions. He throws touchdowns. So, and Jay Cutler, I would also like to mention, people will be like, oh, he set out the game. He had a freaking partially torn ACL. And do you know the only reason he even played the start of the second half? Because at halftime, they can give you a shot. And you won't feel pain for a little bit. So, that's the only reason Jay was started, started, started the second half. Because he couldn't really feel anything in his leg or his knee to begin the second half. So, 
if Jay Cutler played played more than eleven years, let's say he played twenty years, because if you have an arm in, in if you have an arm, and it's NFL football, you'll you'll get signed as long as you're not, as long as you can throw a football, and you have the million dollar arm, you'll get a shot in the NFL. You'll you'll keep playing in the NFL. Heck, Jeff George got plenty of shots in the NFL. You know why? Because he had the million dollar arm. Brett Favre, he was able to contain, he was able to keep his success going. You know why? Because he had the million dollar arm. It's just, it's just that, I know it's a baseball movie title, but it's also an NFL thing. You have the million dollar arm, you're fine. You know who didn't have the million dollar arm? Ted Couch, or Tim Couch. You know what Tim Couch did? He led the Browns to the playoffs. And Sam Darnold, you know, because I, I bring this up because Sam Darnold, this, the Jets are probably going to trade Sam Darnold. And Colin Coward was talking, can, can Jet, the Jets can probably get a second or first round pick for Sam Darnold. Why? He, he hasn't played good. He sucked. But why? He has the million dollar arm. Tim Couch, after his Browns years, didn't get another shot in the NFL. He took the Browns to the playoffs. The playoffs. But why didn't he get another shot? Because he doesn't have the million dollar arm. And that's what NFL people look at. Jay Cutler would have gotten more shots in the NFL because he has the million dollar arm. But we hate on Jay Cutler because he's like every American in the world. He has the million dollar arm. He played NFL football. He doesn't really have much of a personality. He's the classic American person. He's the classic American person, people. I mean, why do we hate him so much? Just because he acts like us and he's not Brett Favre with the... He's not Brett Favre. He's not cracking jokes on the sidelines. He's like every one of us on the sidelines. He's like, yeah, whatever, coach. Whatever. And, uh, and I hate that Brandon Marshall throws him under the bus all the time. He's like, Jay Cutler wasn't a leader. Jay Cutler's an average guy with a million dollar arm, man. If you want a leader, then you be the leader. Jay Cutler's the average guy, man. With the million dollar arm. And we hate and hate and hate on Jay Cutler. We say, he didn't put in the work. He sat out because he had a partially torn ACL. Would you have sat out with a partially torn ACL? Yes, you would have. Because... I guarantee you, they told Jay Cutler, or his agent, or because Jay Cutler's the average American, he probably thought about this, because Jay Cutler doesn't have that much love for football. Now, we do as fans, we love football, but I guarantee you, if we had to practice every day, 24-7, I guarantee you, we wouldn't love football as much. I'm sure Jay Cutler loved football as a kid, but I guarantee you, after those 24-7 practices, he didn't love football as much because he doesn't have the love for football. He's talked about this. So, I, I guarantee you, he thought about this. This was 2011. I, 2010, 2011, when his career was still... I mean, he was still a franchise quarterback. He probably thought, should I go back out there, probably re-injure it again, and maybe not even play next year. So there goes most of my salary for next year because if you're injured, then they can, like, Cut your pay because you didn't play in all 16 games. Because that's how the NFL works. He's like, nah, I'll, I'll just 
sit out now. Uh, my shots wore off. I can feel my knee now. I'm not playing. <laughs> like, this, uh, his team was so bad. Why do we think that team was good? That team was so bad offensively. That team is actually worse than Tom Brady's crew last year. And people won't say Tom Brady didn't have help. Jay Culler didn't have no help. Matt Forte was running out of juice, man. It wasn't, it wasn't looking good. He ran for over a thousand yards, but that Matt Forte wasn't... I mean, he was good, but he wasn't amazing. Johnny Knox was the wide and wide re- leading wide receiver on the team. Does anybody even know who Johnny Knox is? Like, whatever. Greg Olson hadn't, wasn't even a starting tight end. That team wasn't good. The team wasn't great. They weren't good. They were led by Jay Cutler and a little bit of Matt Forte. And sometimes the defense who wanted to show up. The game was... <laughs> that game was very cold. Uh, maybe a little bit of snow, I think. I, th- I think there was a tad bit of snow in that game. And the defense let Aaron Rodgers go off on him. It's snowing. You even shouldn't give up more than 20 points in the snow, man. Whatever. Um, that's going to be the end of the 3 Vault Podcast. Uh, stay safe. Peace out.